Welcome to the Wealthy and Healthy podcast, hosted by me, Beck Hibbard. This is the podcast where I share all of the juice around my story and how I went from being a broke and bankrupt single mom who had lost it all to rebuild my life in a few short years, creating a global six-figure business all while remaining in my feminine flow and living a life of freedom. Now, in these episodes of this podcast, I will be teaching you how to build the life of your dreams whilst becoming the wealthiest and healthiest version of yourself. Now, let's get into today's episode. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the podcast today. Oh my gosh, I have my good friend and coach and my very first coach actually who I hired and she's now one of my closest closest friends and uh, she's a mentor she's just incredible on the podcast today Ree, welcome to the podcast I'm so excited about freaking time <laughs> I know you literally message me you're like bitch when are you getting me on your freaking podcast <laughs> pretty much pretty much <laughs> and we're here Oh, we are here. We made it. We made it. Honestly, for those that you don't know, Ree was the first ever coach that I hired when I was starting out my little network marketing business. She was the first person that really helped me. And I think I was your first ever client, wasn't I? Yeah, you were my first client that was on a consistent long-term basis. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We were first for each other's, popping each other's cherries. I'm here for it. Pop all the cherries. <laughs> all the cherries. I love it. I love it. So today we are talking about identity upgrades. Um, Now this is mostly for business owners. However, if you don't have a business, this is really relevant for you. Like if you're in a career and you're wanting to get to that next level, you're wanting to position yourself differently, you're wanting to take on more responsibility, 100% this is for you. But we really, really want to talk about what we've both experienced when it comes to business and going to the new level and the things that it's kind of taken us, obviously physically, but also energetically and mindset wise as well, because that plays a huge part into integrating into that next version of yourself that can cultivate and build the business, that can delegate, that can hold more responsibility. So before we get like into the episode, are you able to just share like your story with the audience and the listeners today and like where you were, where you started out and kind of like where you are now? Mm. I will begin at January, 2020, because that was probably where the turning point happened, which was I had no money to my name. I was like negative $81. I hit financial rock bottom. Everything felt like it was going wrong. And it was the moment where I said, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. I can't do this anymore. Things have to change. And this is, I guess, where I really noticed where the identity upgrades had to begin in order to get me to where I am now, which is why I want to talk about this with you guys. And you know, I did some certain things which we will talk about consistently. And over that time, I'm now a high multi six figure business coach. I've helped people all over the world. I have retired my husband. I bought my own um, beautiful five acre property last year. And I've really created a freedom lifestyle for myself in a way that feels congruent for me. And I'm so passionate about giving this to other people, like teaching them the tools to be able to do this and let them figure out how they want to do it and how, like what their 2.0 version is. And 
ups, upskilling, um, growing, expanding in their own way. Literally, you know, when you home. said when you said that, and like the song in my head, that's my best friend. She a real bad bitch. Bless <laughs> <laughs> oh, your heart. <laughs> I feel the same way about you, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. What got you into the industry? Oh. In the industry of coaching, well, I used to be a boudoir photographer and my first ever mentor, who was Carissa Hill, told me that I would be a great self-love coach and I was helping people physically look great through photos and then I just had this knack of helping people mentally without realizing it and I wasn't leveraging it through making money from it. I was like, oh, I'm really young. Like, how can I make money from this? I don't know enough. Like, at the time, I was like 22. I was like, I don't know enough to be able to coach people, blah, 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 blah. And then I unexpectedly fell pregnant and I didn't want to be like working away from my family. It was like, a, I felt like the time, the photography was a trading time for money. So I was like, I just can't do this. So I went, okay, what if I did just dive into the personal development? Like I had a lot of things happen for me um, earlier on where I experienced personal development for the first time. Like I went through my own depression and anxiety and all the things. So I was like, Oh, I I can see how people need this. I can help them. And let's just see how I go. So I just transitioned from photography to coaching and I started as a self-love coach Then I went more specifically into mindset. Then I did the manifestation. I did a bit of money mindset and now it's more of a business strategy, which like brings all of it in. However, it's more specific to the business mindset and business strategy towards creating the financial freedom now. So that's kind of how I fell in. I just naturally, it just felt like a natural transition. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And yeah, I remember it's funny because when I first hired you, I hired you for money mindset, but then we covered so many things and I often get this with my own personal clients, but they hire me for money mindset and money's energy and it's like you end up working on the full circle and you work on the business and the identity piece and who you are and the triggers and the traumas and then your money grows from that because you're working on everything energetically yeah absolutely money is just one piece of it and like you have to be at a level in your identity to be able to hold more money so if we work on the person like who you are the human the soul within you if we work on that to be able to hold bigger and greater things, then of course more money is going to come, right? So, and it's like, it's all about your environment. If your environment isn't um, capable of holding greatness, and if you're not able to hold greatness, then of course you're not going to hold more money. So it's all interconnected. People think it's just the money and really it's the way you show up in relationships, the way you show up for yourself, the way you show up for your health, the way you show up in anything, it's all interconnected with money, all of it. And money is interconnected with everything else. It's just a whole holistic approach. Yes, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. So going into starting your coaching business and starting, you know, a business in general, what was the identity that you kind of associated yourself with going into it? Mm, So I'm going to give you the comparison Mm. from before I took it seriously Cause there was a time where I was like, I'm a business owner, but it felt like a hobby. Like I was half ass doing it. And then there was a time where I was like, fully like, I am a business owner. Like I'm here to make the money. I'm here to make the change. So the the identity difference was, but when I said it was more of like a part-time kind of half assing it, 
my energy was like, oh, I'll just show up when I feel like it. I will just, you know, sing Kumbaya and pull my cards out and expect great things to happen. I, I already believe that everybody knows exactly what I'm offering and I'll just throw things at the internet and it will just work. I can just, you know, not necessarily walk my talk. Like now reflecting, I realized I wasn't walking my talk as often. So I'd say things on the internet and actually not be doing it behind the scenes. There was a lot of like incongruency in what I was preaching and then what I was actually doing. So that was more of the identity before fully owning the business, like being the business owner. And then when I went in, it was like a, I'm here for the long term, not for just today. Like I'm here for the results that happen from my actions today, even if it means it will happen in 10 years from now. I had the mindset of belief that no matter what, I'm showing up so that things happen because failure only happens when you just go, fuck it, this doesn't work. Like if you want to test your boundaries and your limits, be an entrepreneur because, oh my God, like you can show up consistently on the internet for weeks on end and then get crickets in sales and still have to continue showing up because you never know if the next day is going to be the one when you have 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 100,000 dollar months. Like you just don't know unless you show up. So I went in with like the full, I'm going to be consistent. I'm fucking devoted. I'm here to help people. Like I'm going to do the work on myself. Every time I notice something within myself, I'm going to actually confront it and work on it rather than ignore it. I'm just going to keep asking myself how I can improve, how I can be better. Like they were the main things at the beginning, specifically consistency and devotion, like the the discipline that was needed because it just wasn't there before. They were like the main two identities that I feel like many people that go into business don't have because they're so, most people are in it for the instant gratification, yet you need the devotion and the discipline and the consistency to be able to keep going and actually get the results that you like look on the internet for and go, Oh my God, this is amazing. I want this for myself. It happened from consistency. It didn't happen just from going, Oh, I got it. Like, so yeah, they were like, that was the main difference in my identity of going from I'm half-assing it. I think I want to be an entrepreneur to like, I am a fucking entrepreneur and watch me create my goals. Yeah, I, I I can resonate with that, especially the piece around, you know, having to show up no matter what, because it's consistent, committed action. That's what gets you the results because you're building trust, especially as an entrepreneur, it's so important. And especially if you are in the industry, like the network marketing profession, coaching industry, you're really selling yourself, you're selling your energy. And it takes time sometimes for your audience to really believe that trust because they are investing in you as a person. They are literally giving you the money. And so that takes time. And there's been times before where I've launched things myself and they haven't sold, or I've been out there and I've been doing some sort of like promotion, nothing sold. And there's so much you know, shame that can come over you and you can really then attach your results in the way of who you are as a person. And you can make yourself feel less worthy just because the container didn't sell or the program only got one or two people. So I want to know from you, how do you detach and how do you create more like personal power? If you're releasing something as an entrepreneur, as a coach, and it doesn't sell, how do you not make it about you? It's a great question. I don't make it about me because the company is actually a whole different entity. Mm-hmm. So like if I, if I make it about me, then I believe that affects the results to come. 
So if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'll give you a prime example. Uh, last year, I had a really, really big um, sales month. I think it was like $225,000 in sales in one month. Now, that happened not from what I just did that month. There was people that bought from me that have been following me for years, like years. Like she remembers me going live in 2020 saying I've hit financial rock bottom and you mark my word, I'm going to change history from this moment. Like she remembers me telling that story and she only bought in 2020 last year, right? So like the things that I did was a, a, um, a ripple effect from all the things I had done in the past where I may have not sold things or she may have said, no, now's not the right time. Like all these no's in the past led to her saying yes in my biggest financial month. So the reason why I believe it's important to keep it separate is because if you go, oh, I don't get any results from this launch. I'm not good enough. I didn't do enough. Nobody likes me. What I have to offer is shit, blah, 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 blah. That's going to stop your energy transforming into something phenomenal the following month or the, the month after that or the year after that. So you're, you're going, oh, I can't do anything because my results are shit. Therefore, I'm shit, which is then fucking your energy for the future. So if you're just like, okay, if it doesn't sell today, that's totally fine. Because what if I just continue showing up and it all like, I'm fully booked out next month. Would you still show up knowing that next month could be the very big month that you're looking for? Like yeah, in business, you have to show up as if the results never come. Like you got, you have to still willingly show up as if they would never come and you acting as if you're already getting paid for it which is a massive identity piece. And yes, it can be challenging when you're like, fuck, I've got bills to pay. And if you own that and you like separate yourself from the results and who you are, like you're naturally going to create phenomenal results. Like the best people in all industries are the ones that keep going through financial crises, like what some people are experiencing right now. If they have that identity of like, I'm going to keep going. I know on the other side of this, that, I'm the one that's going to be made it and I'm going to like fucking soar from this experience because all of these people gave up on themselves during the hard times. So that's why I keep it separate because yeah, maybe people aren't selling, buying as much because they're challenged with finances right now because of all the inflation and stuff. And yet when everything goes fine, you were there the whole time. So they'll be like, now I'm ready to buy because I have the money. I'm here. Let's go. So yeah. that's why I keep it separate because I'm always thinking of the future. I'm like, well, if I keep going, they will be ready because I'm still going. Whereas all the people that they might've like my competition may give up, but I'm still going. So then I'll be their only option. And that's the mindset that I have from it. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Oh my God. So gold, so much gold. Holy moly. Um, and it's true though, because at the end of the day, and we can often associate a launch or a promotion, or we've maybe discounted something, or we've done a flash sale. When that doesn't sell, we can associate that with our self-worth. But the thing is, people will buy when they're ready to buy. It's like, it doesn't matter if you're discounting it. It doesn't matter. Like there's a small percentage that it matters to a very small percentage of people, but majority for the collective, it doesn't really matter if it's a discount. It doesn't matter if you've got this flash promotion, they were ready and it's the consistent action. And you're right. If you're not there when they're ready, they're going to find the next person. They're going to find the, the other person that they align with because there is, there's a lot of us doing this out here. And yes, people buy you for your individuality and your energy. But if you're not there, if you're not at the top of the mountain, they're going to go, climb another mountain to find the next person so it's super important to be consistent 
at the end of the day. I do want to bring it back though to what you were saying before about changing, you know, the identity from where you were to where you are now. Did you have a pivotal moment? Was there something like a light bulb or an aha, like, holy shit, this is who I kind of need to be in order to get to that next iteration of myself? Yeah, it definitely happened. Oh, it's happened a couple of times. And I'll talk more about the January 2020 when I hit the financial rock bottom. I had this full-on realization that the reason I was in that predicament was because of my actions. Like my actions were just fucking terrible. I was so shit with money. As soon as I had a large sum of money in any way, whether I bought something or sold something on marketplace or I got a payout at work or whatever, I was just dumb with it. Like I was so stupid with it. Or I would like shop for a little while on social media and go, oh, no, I'm bored. So I'm just not going to fucking bother and then not post anything for ages. Like I was super wishy-washy. So then when I really looked at my situation, I was like, fuck, I created this. Like I did this to myself. I have no one to blame but myself because of my inconsistency in many ways. So that's when I actually sat down and I got pen and paper. It was when I really started to love journaling. I asked myself, I'm like, well, if I was to think of all the people that I know that are super successful, like I know for a fact that successful, they're not just looking successful on the internet. What do I think they're doing when no one's watching? And I just, and I just guessed, I was just like, oh, maybe they have like, they have routine or they have boundaries in place. Like they're not on their phone the first time they wake up, like they're present. They spend time in nature. They are spiritual and they're actually listening to the intuition. Like they trust themselves more than they trust their mentor. Like they get help from their mentor, yet they still trust themselves deeply and they have deep discernment and they keep showing up no matter what. Like, so I was like, oh, okay. If they're all the things that I think people are doing behind the scenes when no one's watching, how much of this am I not doing? And it was pretty much all of it. So then I asked myself, okay, if I was to pick one of the habits out of all the ones I just written down that I think is the most important for me, which one was it? And for me at the time, it was actually connecting to the universe every day via journaling. That was the one that I got. And I was like, okay, like that's going to be my thing where I'm going to like literally do Dear Diary to the universe. And I bought myself a really pretty journal and I still use the same brand. Paper Blanks is the best because they look like freaking magical spells. (laughs) And every day I would be like, Dear Universe. Thank you for X, Y, Z. I want blah, 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 blah. These are the things that I'm going to do every single day or today specifically in order to create my goals. And then I would do it every single day. And then within like eight months, I was at $10,000 a month consistently. Like it didn't take long at all. And I still did that up until I was making 20, 30K months. And now I've changed it a little bit just because I have a different perspective of spirituality now. And that was the thing, like it was the thing. And I just kept changing and upgrading my identity pieces of like, what's the 2.0 now? Like, how does she show up now? Last year for me, it was clothing. Like you were the one that was hounding me about how I was dressing. She's like, you look like the poor rich girl. Like no one knows how rich you are because of the way you're dressing. And I'm like, oh, she's like, you could be buying all these things. And I'm like, yeah, but, uh. It would literally piss me off. Like my most wealthiest fucking friend, like does 250K in sales in a month or something crazy. And literally she looks fucking homeless. I'm like, <laughs> why though? And because you were, you said to me, I remember you were like, I want to attract more clients like you. And I was like, well, you need to start like dressing 
Like I want to yeah. hire the coach that looks like wealthy, obviously is wealthy, not fake wealth, but like, yeah. you know, embodies that. I'm like, girl, you need to start upgrading. But you did though. Holy yeah, crap. I did. You did. Yeah. So that was for me, I was like, okay, my 2.0 now is actually upgrading the way that I looked. Cause I had this belief system that I was like, I'm going to be that person that proves that you don't need to look super rich physically and materialistically to be rich. Like I wanted to be the person I looked up to at the time was Peter Kelly. Like she's very high up in isogenics and she looks like a hippie, yeah. but she's like high multi-millions. And I was like, I'm going to be like her. That's what I'm going to be like. And then I was like, no, actually, that's not, it's not who I want to be. I want to be my own version of materialistic. And what is that? Well, it's not what I am now. Therefore, what is it? Therefore, I can change it. So I did a, I did a rebrand. I went and um, hired a fashion stylist. I was like, help me dress better for my physique. Like, I don't know how to dress to look great and like be perceived as a certain way. And what are the things that I can be looking for? Where do I need to be doing structure in my in the way I look. So that was an identity upgrade for me. And even now, like I don't dress, I guess like you, like if people were to put two photos of you and me side by side, we both look well presented yet. It's super different. And yet it's also congruent for the both of us. So this is where I recommend discernment for everyone. I'm like, pick what your 2.0 is. Like I know people that wear Camilla every single day, yet they have their hair in a messy bun and wear no makeup and they're like eight figure business coaches Mm. and that's their 2.0 so like you've got to figure out what it is for you who are you who is the next version of you what does that look like not what you think is the right thing to do because if you're trying to be like somebody else that's not your 2.0 that's somebody else's Mm. so ask yourself like who am I like a year from now who do I want to be in a year from now what does that look like Like for me as a million dollar cash business owner per year, the vision I have is around 70 kilos and I'm in a pencil skirt and a blouse with Louis Vuittons on holding a one and an M in balloons. Like that's the vision I have, which then I knew, okay, the next thing to get to my million is my health. Like it's actually completely not related to business at all. It's me being way more consistent and pivoting how I was approaching health to get to my millions and then hilarious and not not coincidental at all is I went fully serious in my health in a new way how I wasn't doing it I was releasing weight for the first time in years and my business is like doubling compared to last year so like what I've made already has taken me half the times it took me last year and I was like isn't that interesting because it's my version of 2.0 so this is where it's super important to connect back to your intuition of like what's my 2.0 and then be consistent in that. Like that's all it takes. I I love that. I honestly love that. Yeah, it is. It is really good because I've recently had something quite similar in the way that I associated success where like full makeup, full hair, full glam, constantly heals all of that thing. And recently I was actually just like, I just don't want to show up every day like that. Like I, it wasn't in alignment with me anymore. And I was like, I really just want to show up in like my oversized, you know, boyfriend's t-shirts and like have my Nike dunks on and like some tights and like, yeah, my hair's nice, but like minimal makeup, just a little bit of like a cream on and some blush. And it's like, I had to have this whole detachment from 
success doesn't look like this. Like at the end of the day, we, we make success what it is because we all have a different version of success. We all think it looks differently. It shows up differently. Mm -hmm. And so it was really giving myself that permission piece to be like, you know what? You get to choose what success looks like. You get to embody that. Yeah. hundred percent. I actually saw a real I think it was like Alex, what's his last, Hormsy, Horsey. I can't remember his last name. He's, he's really great on, um, on Instagram. And he talks about how there's actually two common themes of successful people. Like there's proof in a lot of successful people where you can eat like shit and still make millions. You can, you know, live home, like basically in a van and still make millions. You can live in a million dollar yacht and still make millions. So it's not actually how you live. There's two identity things that happen for people is one, they actually think that they are the fucking best. Like they know that they're phenomenal at what they do. And at the same time, their favorite flavor is I'm not good enough. And Mm -hmm. that their I'm not good enough actually like powers them into going, well, if I don't think I'm good enough, I'm using that as my driver to figure out how I can be better. So it doesn't stop them from doing the thing it makes them go, well, what else can I do to make myself believe I'm even better than I thought I was? So for me, I was like, oh my God, they're like the two things I totally play on in my head all the time. I'm like, I'm fucking great at what I do. And at the same time, I think I suck sometimes. So, and it drives me to go, okay, so what can I learn now to help my clients or what can I do differently? So it's an actual driver to be better rather than going, oh, I'm not good enough. Therefore I shouldn't even be a leader. So it's really interesting how people just think, oh, you have to be X, Y, Z in order to be successful. But really what it takes is just you wanting to be better and like being congruent in doing the things that make you believe that you're better. Mm. Like that's all it takes. If act- if people actually implemented this, the coaching industry wouldn't exist. Like that's how powerful it is. If people actually just did that, like we would be out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do it. Don't <laughs> Like it's that powerful though. Like, it, and it's so interesting for humans to not like so many humans just don't grasp it. Like, and yet it that at the simple, at the core of everything, it's just that. Like, if you just believe, okay, what do I need to do differently in order to get my goals and then be consistent in it? You would get everything you want. It's actually that simple and complicated at the same time. So yeah. fascinating. Humans, yeah, humans definitely. Why do you think that people don't ask that question and then why they don't take action? What do you think it is? Is it fear? Do you think? That's a rabbit hole and a half. (laughs) Um, It depends on which way you want to look at it. Like I think sometimes it could be like the lesson they're meant to learn in this lifetime, like the the spiritual lesson of what they're meant to learn learn in this lifetime could stop them. Um, If people have been in the personal personal development industry for a really long time, I've noticed a common theme of people thinking that they've got to find their problems before they can get results. I've also realized with a lot of cancel culture at the moment that there's many people that believe you have to be perfect before you're a leader. And that's why there's a lot of people shaming leaders that fuck up because they're not perfect. And you're like, well, if you're in, if you're a leader, you're, you should be perfect. And that's because they've made a belief that I have to be perfect before I can lead. So I feel there's a lot of, belief systems that need to be unraveled people need to realize that everyone that's in leadership isn't perfect they're humans and they're just doing the best they can with the resources they have yet the people that are leading know that they aren't perfect and they're willing to be better like I mentioned before and they have the guts to lead knowing that they're not perfect 
all these people that are waiting to be perfect are going to be waiting till beyond their death. Like they'll come back another lifetime to learn the same old lesson. So I think it comes down to that is the fear of being like imperfect and feeling like they have to have it all together before they can actually get the results, which is like you and I both, if we waited till we were perfect, we would not be on this podcast. <laughs> I know. I, uh, yeah, definitely. And I love that you touched on that because um, I want to talk a little bit into this. When I was building my network marketing business, because that's kind of my um, past business before I stepped into, you know, career coaching, money mindset coaching, there was this um, idea and this is, I'm not throwing dirt or shame on anyone, but I want to bring this to life because I know you can talk through this because you've helped me personally with this a lot, but there was this idea from the leadership team and the mentors above me of how you had to show up. Mm -hmm. And we were told like, you know, you can't swear and you have to show up a certain way. And even down to personality traits. And this is something that I really struggled with um, for those that if anyone's done the color personality quiz, I'm a red personality. So I'm like, go, go, go. I'm not very emotional. I'm balls to the wall. And something that I was constantly taught was like, you have to soften and you have to be more emotional and you can't, you know, say how you, the things that you think, and you have to filter what you say. And I kind of morphed into this version of myself. And yes, don't get me wrong. It served me and it allowed me to build a big team, build a big team. However, with what I'm doing now, I've kind of had to unravel that belief system. Because the way that I show up now online is I filter what I say sometimes out of the fear of what if they don't like me? What if they don't buy from me? What if this? What if that? And I've had this moment just of late, you know, of recent where I'm like, holy shit, it's come from that past belief and that past conditioning of you. This is what, you know, we want you to look like. And this is what our leadership team looks like. And I've kind of had to disassociate from that. And fuck, that's been hard. That's been really hard to change that belief system and be like, no, you're allowed to be straight up. You're allowed to be unfiltered. You're allowed to fucking swear if you want to swear. <laughs> so like, I, yeah, I don't know what my point is with this, but you've helped me a lot with that, with being like, you know what, you can show up authentically. You can show up as you are and who you kind of want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And like, the thing to remember is what people may project onto you is their own perception of what they think that they need to do. Like even just taking it out of the leadership, like anyone, even if you get a mentor, if they're like, you should do this and you should do this, like that's just their perception. Remember that success can happen in so many different ways. And like being, being able to actually just change the way that we do things is so freaking important by just doing it by how we want to do it. Yes, there's definitely ways where you can go, I want to do it differently because I don't want to do it this way anymore. Give me some ideas. And then you can go, yeah, okay, I love that. That feels like good for me, et cetera, et cetera. And also another thing is to check in with yourself and go, is this what I want to do? And am I seeing it as an edge? Like, it does it feel just uncomfortable? Therefore, I don't want to do it. Or am I generally like, that's not how I want to do business? So there is a difference between that because I think sometimes people use it as a cop-out and they're like, oh, like I don't want to do it that way. Like that's not how I want to do business when really it's probably what they need and they're just seeing it as an uncomfortable zone. So maybe like, I'll give you an example. One of my mentors, Amy, she was like, you really need to start doing in-person stuff. Like your audience is screaming for it. And I fully knew she was right. 
And then I was like, nah, it's just like, it's not what I want to do. I want to be fully online, blah, blah, blah. Even though deep down I knew people wanted in person and it was actually an uncomfortable zone. Like I didn't want to be in front of people physically. I didn't want to have to hold that. That was just, wasn't the way I wanted to do it. And yet I knew that deep down, it was probably a great thing to try. And the funny thing was, is the time I tried, it was actually that month where I did the biggest month where I did do an in-person speaking event because I was like, fuck it. I'm going to lean into my uncomfortable zone and I'm just going to do it. And it was great. Like, and I get to choose how and where and when I do the in-person events now. So that was, that's an example of going, yeah, it felt like an edge. Yeah, you're right. It's my audience does want it. And it's just my own shit getting in the way rather than being of service. And I can clear that up. Yet if it was fully like, no, I don't want to do in person. Like I don't want to do retreats and I'm fully solid in that. Like I don't want to do day, night, like three nights, all that kind of retreats. I'm solid in it. So she's like, great. You know your belief, you know what you want. So where's the edge? What can we do instead? Right? So I think it's really, really important because everyone else's projections of like, the only way you can create success is 50 DMs a day and three pieces of content a day and da 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 I'm like, no. Like, if it worked for them, that's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with it. However, give them different ways, like give the people different ways of doing it or give them the, like the reminder of like, Hey, you get to choose how you want to do it. This is my suggestion. And like a lot of people had come to me in the past going, I've been told this is the only way to success. I'm like, well, what do you, I did it to you. I was like, what do you want to do every day? And you're like, well, I want to do this, this, and this. I'm like, can you just try it for a month your way and see what happens? And then you hit the promotion that you wanted to hit for so fucking long. And everyone's like, what did you do differently? It's like, I just did what I was going to, I told myself I was going to do rather than what everyone else was telling me to do. Yeah. And it's true. Uh, honestly, the, I'll never forget the conversation that we had when it came to my business and when I was building, you know, my network marketing business and I was at burnout, I was at complete freaking burnout and I was doing all the things and I was a part of this mastermind and I was doing the the messages and the posting the content and going live and doing this and doing that and I was just like I called you in tears and I was like there has to be a better way because I I don't want to do this anymore like I resented I don't want to do it anymore and surely if this is success working 12 hour days six days a week like I don't fuck fucking want it if this is what I have to do to make money like fuck that because I'm missing out on time with my daughter I was missing out on time with my partner at the time and it was just like such a shit show in my life and that's where you were like well hey you get to you get to choose the rules around your reality like you get to decide how you want this to look and it's just a belief system and when I changed that belief system and was like hey and also you were the living proof too of that for me like seeing you evolve and grow and seeing you step into this iteration of yourself where it was like you literally made the the 250k month in sales I remember we were at the beach you know when you when we were talking about that milestone it's such a special moment and you made that huge ginormous month and you were only working I was like how many hours are you working you're like I don't know maybe like two yesterday I'll probably do no work today maybe four tomorrow and I was like what the fuck like this bitch is a week and I've been like 80 fucking hours and not even like honestly I was like what the hell and so you really led the way and that's what I love about you know coaches and mentors and just getting yourself in close proximity to people that are where you want to be it's kind of like you guys are out there and we're out here shining torches for people going hey this is possible if you believe it to be but I have a question around your highest month because obviously you've had you've had so much success 
Did you ever think that it would have had to be a different version of you showing up in order to make that sort of money? As in like before I made it or, yeah. or, or yeah, when before. I made it, I was like, wow, I did it like yeah. did you mean before it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, both really before it, did you have this idea? And then you got there and you were like, wait, hang on. I didn't actually have to do all that shit that I thought I had to do to get there and be that person. Mm, so this goes back to when I said that what you do today could affect the results you get next month. So even though I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't have to do that all to get to that month like everything I did led me to that month so I don't really know like maybe this is it's the same with you like maybe your 80 hour weeks may have never led you to this moment right so some people say oh I only do this many hours but like actually at one point did you ever not do that so Mm -hmm. maybe it led you to the moment so yes and no I was like wow there was probably some things that I realized I didn't have to do in order to do what I did um and at the same time, at the end of the month, I was like, fuck, that was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really surprised at how effortless it was. I thought it was going to be a real hustle. Like, I was adamant that I was going to do 200. Like, I, I just set a, an extravagant goal. I was in a mastermind at the time where I was like, I'm going to go for 200 in sales. Like, fuck it. Let's just do it. And I was, I think the biggest I had prior to that was 97. So I was doubling it. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. And I just had this absolute certainty that I was going to do it. And it was like four, four days prior to the end of the month. And I was like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And I just kept, kept showing up. I was like, I'm just going to keep showing up and see how I go, keep showing up and see how I go. And then I did it. And yeah, it definitely was way easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I found it really interesting how much even now when I want to get those results, I'm like, oh, okay, what do I get to do now to make it even more easy? Like, how can I, how can I create that for myself now? And yeah, I just found, I find it really fascinating all the different ways of doing the identity upgrades to change the way I'm calling it in, how I can make it easier and all the different ways that I get to tweak it and make it more effortless. Like I remember one time I thought I was doing really terrible and I was like, Oh my God, like this month has been so shit. I feel so poor, all these things. And then when I actually looked at my numbers, I was like, this is the third best cash month I've ever had. Like it felt like I had no sales and I was comparing to that really big month. And I was like, wow, I just did it even easier being my third best month. And yet I think it was like 70 K in cash. I mean, sorry, 70K in sales might've been cash too. I can't remember, but it just felt really, um, it felt really easy. And it, what it was, was just a couple of people paying, paying higher ticketed items. So it was just even easier again. So letting go of the ways it can happen is super, super key. And I think that was a big part of the identity of like, however it happens, it could be done in so many different ways. Like I have this thing on my vision board, literally above me for the millions. It's like, you need 5,000 people to buy a $200 product, or you need 300 people to buy a $3,333 product. Like there's so many different ways to making the money. So let go of the how and just trust that the money's going to come because you just never know how it's going to come. Just keep showing up. Just keep doing the things. Yeah. I love that. That's something that I teach my clients is like, oh, the how, the how is none of your business. 
It's right. none of your business. Like your business and your prerogative is to literally show up and just keep walking down the path. 1% every single day, get better 1%, 1%, 1%. And then before you know it, you're blinking, you're there. Like, yeah. because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you get there. It's going to happen if you show up with certainty and commitment and consistency every single day to being that best version. Like if you would have asked me, you know, two years ago, or even this time last year, would I be in the position that I'm in now? Would I be in a completely different industry? I would be like, hell no. But the fact that I am, it's just, it's just crazy. But I always remained open to opportunity. I always remained open and I always asked for guidance. And I love that you spoke about, you know, getting in touch with the universe because it's something that I do every Every single day you know when I'm on my way to the gym or when I'm driving I'm literally like dear god universe like how would you have me show up today like I'm ready to receive this I am ready for this next level I'm ready for x amount of clients what would you have me do in order to actually attract that into my existence yeah 100% I ask myself very similar questions and to touch on like the how thing I'm a huge believer in control what's controllable and let go of the rest like how you show up today is what's in your control. People buying is not in your control. Mm. So just let like control what you can and let go of the rest. When people say control freaks, I'm like, it's actually a great thing to be a control freak in my opinion, because that means how you're fully conscious of how much is in your power. You get to decide how you react to how people buy. You get to decide how you show up on social media. You get to decide on your consistency. Nobody else can do that for you except you. So you like utilize being in control. That's actually really fucking powerful to be, to have conscious control of things. And then it's even more powerful to have the surrender piece of going, I can, all I can do is create an amazing launch. And if people buy it, they buy and they will buy, whether it's today, tomorrow, this launch or the next launch, people will buy. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> I love it. I have a question. Do you yep. think that, say we'll just use this as an example, the person that's going for from 5K months to 10K months has to be a different version and yes. say, the, say the exact same person is going from the 10K to the 20K. Do you believe that with every new kind of like level of business, level of income, you have to bring out a whole new like level and iteration of yourself? I don't think it's a whole new level. I would say that there's new parts to the level. Like if the consistency is there from zero to 5K, the consistency will be there for the rest of your life. You just may be consistent in different things. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, at the beginning from me to zero to 10K months, I was consistent in like showing up on my in my content or checking in with my clients or whatever the case may be. And now what I'm consistent in is a little bit more different. Like I'm checking more of my numbers a bit like on a deeper level. I'm checking in with my team consistently. I'm giving over things to my team. I'm like checking in with um, different levels of clients. I've surrendered to checking in with certain levels of clients. So like there's memberships that I used to connect in with people. And now I don't like connect in the way that I used to. So it's consistent in different ways. So it's always there. And at the same time, the identity upgrades definitely happen between zero to five, uh, zero to five, five to 10, 10 to 20. Like it's completely different because it's the capacity of what you can hold. Like this is like an example of this is when people win the gold lotto and then like in a month, they're in the exact same position they were in, even though they had like $2 million as an example. And then in a month's time, they have none. And they're like, what the fuck happened is because they 
like identity was not wired to be able to hold 2 million. That's why it's gone so quickly. And that's why sometimes it takes a while for the growth to happen because who you are now may not be able to hold a hundred thousand dollar month or a 10 K month, depending on where you're at. So it sometimes it comes in like slowly. So it's like, Oh yeah, I can hold that. Yeah. I can manage that. Cause I know when I first had my massive month, I was like, Whoa, like the, the things that I realized that I didn't think I could keep up that momentum at that high of a caliber consistently, I needed a break. So I realized I created like a big drop after the sales was because I didn't have foundations in place and I didn't have like automations and structures, which then straight after that month, I was like, that's my floor in my business. And I worked so much in the, the foundations so that the consistency just kept going up. So I focused on automations. I focused on foundations. I focused on the way that I delegated the way I managed my money was different. The way, like the team that I had around me, like they were things that I was like, fuck, if I want this level, I need to have new things in place because the way I'm doing it right now, I'm going to, fail and I'm going to disappoint the clients that I had with the way that it was going. Like I managed it, but I wouldn't have been able to manage it month after month after month after month without delegating and implementing things straight away. So that was an identity thing for me. I was like, okay, right. I've gotten this far with what I've gotten and now it's time to change. Now I need to like, that was the time where I said, okay, I need an OBM. So Tina, my homegirl, she like is my business operating manager. Love Tina. (laughs) Right. Like after that month, I was like, fuck, I need an OBM. That's going to be like, Hey, I want to go to one person where I can go, blah, this is what needs to be done in the business. Can you do it? Or can someone else on my team do it? And then she'd be like, yep, write a list. And then she'd delegate it to my team. And then there's like a whole part of my business now that I have no fucking idea. Like what happens with it? I get a weekly check-in and I'm like, okay, so it's ticking along. That's great. I have all these spreadsheets where I'm like, where'd you get these numbers from? And she's like, oh, I just did da 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 And I'm like, okay, great. So that's like, it's a different level of consistency because there's so, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, like community is my clients getting taken care of. And then I'm like, oh, that's right. They have this person checking in and this person checking in and like all these systems are in place. Everything's been automated. They've been handed all the stuff because we've done all the work. So now like someone onboarding takes two seconds where in the past it would take me an hour. So like, that's the kind of like upgrades as you go in finances and business where I feel like it's like those pieces where you're just letting go of control and realizing everything's taken care of without you physically doing it. Yeah. And I I feel like um, that's, it's hard to be honest, to have that identity. I feel like there's a definitely a worthy piece there around that for me in particular of having to really step up into that CEO mindset and be like, I can give this to my assistant. I can give this to that assistant. I don't have to do it all. Did you find the same thing when it was like, oh shit? Because yeah. I suppose too, with your business, you like, when we start out, we're kind of like what ABN sole trade is like to get technical. And then we go into companies and, you know, you're going to trust and all that thing. So it's like, it's this, it's this growth and this iteration However, I feel like you really have to step into different versions of CEO along the journey, which can absolutely, be really yeah. This happened to me recently. Um, just aside, just one sec. We go back one even before that. I did like the company thing. It was even delegating to my husband, like actually saying, "Hey, can you help me with this so I can do this?" Yeah. Or like, "Hey, sorry, friend, I can't do this today, but I can do it this day because I've got to do these things." Like it started super early. And then with the identity of upgrading, like recently, like you mentioned, I um, 
finally got a trust fund. Yay. And I had no idea, like I got the trust fund. It's sitting in like sitting in my banks. First of all, I didn't even realize it was just a normal bank account that sits in my bank. I was like, oh, there must be something fancy with the trust fund. Then I see it like it's literally just in my mobile app with all of my others. And I'm like, oh, it's this. And then I'm like, how, how does money get into it? Like, how does this even work? So, you know, even at the level I'm at, I'm like, I've still got to learn things. I'm like, so I literally went to my financial team. So I had my my bookkeeper, my accountant, and my financial advisor, and my husband sitting at a table. And I'm like, how the fuck does money go in there? And then like, what do I do? And they like, they literally made it like a super simple graph with pen and paper and was like, here is the box and here's your company. And like they did all the things and I was like, oh, right. Okay, cool. So like how much money do I need in order to do these goals? And then they gave me the number and I was like, great, that's all I need to know. Thanks. Bye. And then I left and I was like, this is how much money I need to make every single month so I can do the you know investment property and do the shares and do all the things at the rate and how fast I want to do it. Like I could not have done that on my own. I would have gone, this is in the true hard basket. Fuck it. I don't need a trust fund. Like it's a whole, that was uncomfortable as fuck. Cause I'm like, I feel like I'm a brand newbie, like super new, no idea what I'm doing. Like didn't, don't know anything. Please help me even at my level. And that happens, I believe at every single level. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so I would love to know, say there's someone listening and they're a fresh entrepreneur or they're starting out, or even if they're going for their next goal, you know, next financial goal, next promotion, next level, what are some things that some tangible things that you can recommend that they do in order to change the mindset or get behind stepping into that next iteration of themselves? Okay. So I'm going to give you a task to do that helps you create your own version. Cause I could say you could do the journaling, you could all do all these things and that's my version, right? Mm-hmm. So we've talked a lot about the discernment and you choosing what your consistent is. So I'm going to give you a task where you're going to figure out what that is for you. I want you to go and get pen and paper and you're going to sit by yourself without your phone and you're going to write down everything that you honestly hate about your life. Like be super real with yourself and go, I think this fucking sucks about me. Like be honest with like who I am. I hate this about me. I hate this about my environment. I hate this about my job. I hate this about my business, my clients, my friends, like all of it. Just be super honest with yourself. I'm literally getting my pen and paper right now. <laughs> if you're going to get those, it's Do me it. getting my pen and paper. You better do this homework. It turns into a coaching podcast. <laughs> um, so right, like, like literally go, this is everything I actually hate about my life right now in all areas, not just business. And then go, okay, what is it that I'm yearning for? What is it that I want? So now you know what you don't want. Because what I find is so many people don't actually know what they want, but they know what they don't want. So start with what you don't want. Like, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to keep putting off going to the gym. I don't want to pick up my phone the first thing in the morning. I hate that I, you know, I'm just on a scroll hole. I hate that I compare myself to people on the internet. Just write it all down. And then go, okay, well, what do I want instead? And if you're still like, I don't know what I want after writing all you don't want, flip everything on your don't want. So if there's like things and you don't want, for example, I don't want to be on my phone first thing in the morning. Well, what do you want instead? I want to be able to be with my family for the first hour of the morning. Great. Flip it. I don't want to mindlessly waste money. Okay. So what do you want instead? I want to have savings and I want to be able to like go 
this percent over here and this percent over here and this percent here. Great. That's what you want. So you're going to do that. And then after that, you're going to go, okay, so what do I need to do consistently, truthfully for myself, that gets me from what I don't want, which is my current reality, to what I do want, which is what I'm like, what I'm going for. And be honest with yourself. Is it fire a friend? Is it putting your phone in a different room? Is it breaking up with your boyfriend? Is it like doing online shopping so you don't don't go buying all the shit when you're hungry when you go into Woolworths? Like what are the things? Be super honest with yourself. And like first answer, not the ones that come a couple of seconds later, like the very first thing that comes up when you ask yourself that question. And they're the things that you need to be consistent in. And if there's a lot of them, you're like, fuck, there's a lot I need to change. Then ask yourself, what's the one habit out of all of these ones that is going to create the biggest ripple effect in my whole life? Because you'll notice that when you implement one habit, naturally some other habits will change along the way. So for example, for me with my health, the one that I knew that I had to be the most consistent in was the like the food that I was eating. So for me, it was prepping food on a particular day, which then stopped me from buying random shit at Woolworths, like the vegan chocolate or um, eating shit food at, later in the night or going for my second or third coffee through like the detox phase. All of those different things naturally disappeared when I was like, the prepping of the food will fix everything. Because I figured out which habit was the one that would like domino affect all of them. And then you have to have the courage to just be consistent in that one thing. And if you're not, just expect to be hating your life for longer. Like that's actually the reality. I know that sounds really harsh, but you're the only one that can change it. I remember being flat fucking broke and I was like, fuck, I'm the only one that can change this. If I just try and depend on someone else to fix it, no one was going to come save me. Like nobody. I had to change it. So that was that was literally the process I took myself through. And I still use it if I'm like, ah, life sucks. It just sucks on a different level now. Oh, oh, guys. Guys, you're literally getting advice and coaching from a multi high six-figure coach. Like, are you actually kidding? Are you actually kidding me, sis? In what world do you get this for free? Oh, my God. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> oh, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with you. Well, thank you so much for jumping on today. I absolutely adore you and appreciate you. We have something exciting that's going to be coming out very, very soon. We won't give too much away, but if you're an eager beaver, you can message either of us on socials. I will link Free's um, Instagram and all her socials onto the notes in this potty. You can message us and we can send you information. Okay. There's going to be some incredible stuff for the people that are in early, but we have something fucking amazing coming. I'm like jumping up and down. You can't see me, but I'm jumping up and down. <laughs> I'm really excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm really it's excited. And the cra- the great part is it's just like a whole 2.0 level of all the things that we've done in the past. I know literally it's this next iteration. Everything that we've spoken about, like if you love this, you're going to froth over what we're bringing out. And if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, oh, you, you want to be in it. You want to be in it. Anyway, we won't give too much away because when it drops, it drops and you want to get in. You don't want to miss out. 
But thank you so much for jumping on. I appreciate you and I just love you so much. I love you too. Thanks for finally having me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye.